1: Hey, everyone, welcome back to the How We Met series on Date Yourself Radio. I really hope you're enjoying listening to these How We Met stories because I've had so much fun putting them together. If you're just joining us all this week, I've invited some of my favorite women in the podcasting space to share their story of how they met their partner. And if you're new to the Date Yourself community, a very big welcome to you. My name is Veronica Grant, and I'm the host of Date Yourself Radio and the creator of the Date Yourself Challenge and the Dating Mindset Bootcamp. Today, I've invited one of my most popular guests, Jessie Arteag, back onto the show. She and her husband co host another favorite podcast of mine, Marriage is Funny. It's a funny, thoughtful approach to striving for great love rather than perfect love. I love the messaging, the candid conversations, and the lessons this hilarious couple learns through their own marriage journey. No matter your relationship status, this podcast is entertaining and inspiring to all. Be sure you also listen to our conversation in episode 19 on Date Yourself Radio about striving for great love rather than perfect love. Enjoy her how we met story, and I'll see you tomorrow for the final installment of this series with my story of how I met Stevie and also how we got engaged. Enjoy. All right, we are back. Hey, Jessie, and welcome back to Date Yourself
0: Radio. Thanks for having me back. I can't believe it. I didn't ruin my, uh, my first day and, and, and I feel honored to be back for a second time.
1: <laughs> yes. I am so happy you're here. And for everyone listening, um, if you want to learn more about Jessie Artigue and the show that she was on with me before, um, that is episode 19. So you can head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 19, where Jessie shares more about herself and all about great love and the podcast that her and her husband do together. So we're going to learn about how you met Gerard. But before we do that, just for anyone who is brand new to you, can you just give like
0: the quick lowdown who you are and what you do? Sure. So I, I do a lot of things, but <laughs> uh, my online home is over at jessiertyg.com, and that kind of explains everything. As you said, obviously, I have a podcast that I produce and co-host with my husband called Marriage is Funny. And I have a fashion and lifestyle blog called Style and Pepper. And those are kind of my two main things. Um, I mentor women through a lifestyle design approach that I created called Pepperology. And I'm working on a few fun new projects that I am super excited about for 2017, Um, both a tangible product that's related to fashion and style and then um, an actual... um, in-person, uh, trip actually for the, some of the women that I mentor. Awesome. That sounds yeah. really awesome. <laughs> um,
1: cool. Well, let's get right into it. So tell us how you met Gerard. What's the
0: story? Oh goodness. Um, so, <laughs> so Gerard and I, had lots of mutual friends in college. We went to the same university, and I remember the very first which time university? Sorry, we went to yeah, we went to Point Loma Nazarene University in San Diego. It's a really oh, okay. small liberal arts Christian university. Okay. Um, I think like twenty four, twenty five hundred undergraduate students. So it was actually the size of you know, you know, almost like a large high school. Really, sign so of some people have even went to high schools larger than that. So got it. I, uh, I knew of Gerard through mutual friends. Um, and specifically I worked with a girl. I worked in the admissions office my freshman year. I worked with a girl, um, that was a part of my same team in that office who really liked Gerard. And throughout the course of listening to her talk about this crush of hers, um, they actually ended up, dating very briefly, um, and it did not end well from her perspective. And so my first my <laughs> first impression of Gerard was a really big bummer. Like she was not thrilled about this guy who quote unquote broke her heart and come to find out much, much later in, um, in my friendship with her and even through getting to know Gerard better further down the road, many years down the road, um, there was some some twisting of the truth that was happening there. <laughs> so it was funny because I was hearing all of this stuff from her perspective and thinking, yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> and um, I don't really think he's very much of a jerk anymore, obviously. So <laughs> kind of interesting. That was my first impression of him. And then really like a second first impression. So that was that was a few months before he and I had ever actually met. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met when uh, – but, you know, it's funny though because I would see him around school and mm-hmm. – and it, you know, when you have a friend who's told you bad things about someone that you don't know, you you kind of out of loyalty, I think most times you you get a bad feeling about that person. Oh yeah, you see, for sure. I hear about them, right? Sure. It's like a for little sure. trigger. Yeah. Um, and so I would see him around. I would see him like at the cafeteria, this at the school, like you know, dining hall, or at the um, kind of like the main gathering place on the outdoor mall there in the middle of campus, and be like. Ugh. <laughs> um, which is, you know, a little funny now. And then I was over at my best, one of my best friends from college, who still is a dear friend of ours to this day. Mm-hmm. I was over at his apartment and we were sitting we were kind of like a small group of us sitting on the floor watching a TV show, which I will embarrassingly admit was, I think the season finale of the OC nice <laughs> i don't know nice. if you've watched that show or if any of your listeners are familiar but it's such a cheesy like drama that was also yeah. kind of amazing set in orange county yes <laughs> um, ironically very very much a reality to many of the people that i went to college with so there was some humor and some and some strong interest there anyways we're sitting around we're totally like hanging by the thread of everything going on in the show cuz it was almost over and he walks in the front door with uh, with a uh, laundry basket full of clean clothes and sets it on the ground, kind of behind the couch. I think he just clearly saw we were watching something and figured he would join in. Um, but he wasn't a part of that original group and he starts folding his laundry which might sound innocent enough, but he was like snapping each one of his pieces of clean clothes. Like I, do you know what I mean? Where you like yes. hold the shirt by the shoulders and you snap it really hard. It kind of gets out the wrinkles Yes, and then folding it really carefully. And he was snapping. I mean, he probably had, I don't know, 30 pieces of clean laundry in this load and he snapped every single one of them. And I instantly was, uh, which it's funny, you know, that I have a thing about sounds. I have misophonia. So like I'm, I've listened to that episode on marriage is funny. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so sensitive to sounds. And it's funny that like my real meeting of him actually stemmed from this, this hatred of sound that I have specifically. (laughs) I, and it's funny that that sound doesn't bother me anymore. It's other stuff now, but I just remember being so annoyed. We're trying to listen to this show, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, he's insensitive. He's purposely trying to get attention. So annoying. And I think I finally turned around and I was like, "Ah, could you do that in the other room? (laughs) (laughs) And I was really bratty about it, which I'm, you know, I feel bad about to this day, but, um, he, I think instantly realized what he was doing was bothering us. Didn't up until that point and had immediately had like the saddest puppy dog look on his face, picked up his laundry basket without saying anything, walked into the other room. And I instantly (laughs) felt bad and was just like, Oh crap. He really probably didn't understand what was going on. Now I'm the jerk. (laughs) Like here I was judging him for being so rude. And it's funny because I'm pretty non-confrontational when it comes to strangers. Like he and I don't shy away from conflict, but, um, (laughs) I, I'm not one to like send a dish back at a restaurant or walk up to someone rude at a grocery store who cuts in line. I just am not, I usually am pretty easygoing, So I don't know where that came from, but he went into his room and I was like, I need to apologize. So later on I went and apologized. He was so gracious about it, got us chatting. And then, um, we became friends. And so that (laughs) was kind of like how we actually met was this bad impression I was cranky about and, uh, <laughs> led me to feel like enough conviction to ask for forgiveness. And then, um, I think partially because of his response of how sweet he, he accepted my apology, but also because I realized, um, you know, that he maybe wasn't as bad of a guy as I originally thought. Mm-hmm. And we became friends immediately. Ironically, when we, that same season, we were, you know, getting to know each other, we both were dating other people. So mm-hmm no, um, no interest from my part initially. And Mm -hmm. I really don't think there was from his part. He says he was kind of intrigued on like a, you know, physical slash, um, chemistry kind of level, but I was totally into this other person. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't my radar.
1: Awesome. So how did you guys start dating then?
0: Well, it had, a bunch of time passed because we actually really like became very, very good friends. Again, we were kind of ha you know, we were in like the same circles, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so started to hang out more and more with the same core group. Like he kind of um began, you know, showing up a lot uh and our our small group of friends, I think almost like didn't feel very conducive to us dating, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, you know, it was guys and girls and everybody kind of just stayed away from dating each other in this group, which doesn't always happen in friend groups. Right. Um, But I just remember thinking like, okay, he's a part of this really special group of people. I don't want to wreck that relationship or the dynamics in the group by dating him or any of the other guys. So plus, plus at the time, like I said, I had a uh guy that I was dating. He had a girl he was dating. Mm-hmm. We both had very full and like healthy dating lives in college, I think. And one of the things I think that's interesting is when people find out that we got married when we were 22, they think, oh, doesn't that, doesn't that like, or didn't that stress you out when you, when you agreed to, or when you realized he'd be the one you would be with, you know, when you Mm -hmm. agreed to marry him. And when you guys started talking about that, didn't that make you feel like you were going to miss out on any of the other dating opportunities or, um, just like fun, some of that, some of that adventure maybe that happens Mm -hmm. amidst the love that, that goes on during your your earlier years. And I think because we already both had experienced lots of dating apart from each other, it, it wasn't, it wasn't really I wasn't nervous about that, yeah, um but interestingly enough, he did date um my best girlfriend ever who <laughs> was my best girlfriend starting from day one freshman year, and however many years later it is now um what let's see that would have been yeah so thirteen years later she's still my best friend, um she was our maid of honor in our wedding and Uh, Part of why we moved back to California last year. and um, So anyway, they dated first. Um, It ended fairly well, I guess. They kind of just mutually were like, yeah, this isn't working out. So that fizzled. And um, I think, again, that would be another thing that would deter most people. Like, okay, you're not going to go... Most people don't go marry their best friend's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they don't even, I don't think, call each other ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. They, I think they dated. They went on a couple dates. I know they definitely made out more than once, <laughs> um, which is another kind of interesting element. <laughs> um, but it, reasons, it bothered me. It still doesn't bother me. I don't know why. I, I joke. We joke that she like vetted him, made sure he was decent, and then um, <laughs> she stepped aside and ended up dating A few other people before he and I actually got together. So it wasn't like I was his next girlfriend. So, anyways, long story long, um, (laughs) he and I hung out one night or one afternoon actually. We were supposed to do something together as a group. We were supposed to go to a movie and dinner, a -hmm. matinee and then dinner. And so like an afternoon movie. And for some reason, everybody bailed, like everybody had to work or something. Hmm. And he said, well, what, do you want to just still go? I said, sure. So we went and saw a movie at the local fashion mall in San Diego, California, <laughs> which was so cheesy. And we saw coach Carter, which is a Disney movie about basketball, super cheese ball, <laughs> decent movie. Um, and then went and ate dinner at like five o'clock PM uh, at the food court, it was the least romantic date ever. We're sitting across from our Mongolian barbecue at <laughs> a, outside of the food court, and he was like, "You know, I really like you." And I thought he meant as a friend, so I'm like, "Yeah, man, I like you too." Just because <laughs> I thought he was kind of like giving me, you know, some props and and saying that we get along well, and I agreed. So I was like, "Cool, yeah, I like you too." And he's like, "No, I mean, I think I'm actually really attracted to you." But we both had been dating other people. So I was like, whoa, buddy, what's going on? Yeah, the plot thickens. I'm dating this guy who actually was back home in Arizona. He was dating a girl back home in Orange County. Um, And then I guess I still, I mean, I kind of understood what he was saying, but I wasn't completely clear. And I didn't feel that way. I mean, I just didn't, you know, I was dating someone else. So that was not on my radar. Feeling that way about him in a reciprocal way was not on my radar. So... Weirdly though, the next night he said, um, or the next day I should say, nothing happened on that first quote unquote date. We call that our first date, which is hilarious because it was like so accidental and so non-romantic. Wait, did you think your friends were setting you guys up? Was it it a discreet um, move? No, I I don't think so. I think honestly everybody, I think it was just a weird happenstance thing because we actually dated in secret for a while and none of our friends knew until we quote unquote came out and they were like, wait, what? I mean, they were pretty shocked. I okay, didn't cut any. Yeah. <laughs> Great question though. Cause we kind of, at first, we first maybe thought that, but I think uh-huh. because we both seeing other people, we didn't think they would have really, I, I don't know that's right. I don't know that it would have occurred to them. So, so the next day he texts me or called me, I don't remember and said, um, what are you doing tonight? And so, and it was a Sunday night, it was Martin Luther King weekend. So I think or maybe it was President's Day or something in January. We had the next day off mm-hmm. of school. So he, it was, or sorry, it was, so it was Sunday night. Saturday night, we had hung out. Sunday, he says, let's do something tonight. And I was like, just just me. And that was kind of when I fi- finally started to figure out like, oh, maybe he did mean that he really liked me. And I'm just <laughs> So I don't know why. This is the weird part. I I still at the, this moment did not like him back mm-hmm. in that way. But I was like... Not crazy about the guy i had been dating back home, but still just sort of, I was sort of just staying in that because we just never broke up Yeah, and went back to school after winter break, which is Mm -hmm. weird. And so I remember that day, that Sunday, I called him and said, Hey, I don't know if it's a good idea for us to be dating long distance. Like maybe when I'm home for the summer, we can revisit this if we're both still single and it works out and it feels right. But otherwise I don't think I'm into it. He he didn't even really try to talk me out of it. I think we both were like, yeah, whatever. It just wasn't yeah. a great fit, which I did had I had no idea that Gerard that very same day called his ex-girlfriend oh. and broke up with her, knowing that we were gonna see each other that night. And so we went we went and got burritos at our favorite place and took them like a little picnic down to the cliffs by our school. Um, or at our school, really. It's right on the ocean, which is so pretty and makes for many a date night, <laughs> The people that go there. And so we went down there and he's like, I have to tell you something. I broke up with blah, blah, blah. And I said, that's so weird because I broke up with my guy too. And I think we both just looked at each other and was like, oh, what does this mean? And then we ended up watching a movie. I was house sitting. We watched a movie at the the family's house that I used to stay at when they were out of town. And he stayed with me for the movie mm-hmm. kissed for the first time I don't even remember I don't think he stayed over no he went home and then the next day we were like what the hell and that that's literally it like we date that was we started dating basically after that like I said in secret for about two months mm-hmm. and neither of us have ever kissed or dated or even really been with any you know anything with anyone else ever since and that was almost 12 years ago. <laughs> Wow
1: <laughs> so that's a great story
0: <laughs> yeah we got married maybe um, like we dated for about a year and a half and then work we and then we got engaged okay then we're engaged for a year so we got married about two and a half years after we um, got together that night
1: very nice <laughs> and was there a moment where um you knew that it was gonna be, I don't like to use the word the one in the community, but when it was something like special, like something that was going to go long-term, was there a, was there like a moment or did it just kind of gradually get to be that?
0: That's a great question. No one's I don't think anyone's ever asked us that. Um, Or me that, I should say. So it's funny because it feels like our getting together was very accidental. And Mm -hmm. so, and I actually, to be honest, for the first, those first two months, one of the reasons why we didn't tell anybody was because I think we both thought that it was a hookup. No, I I know we both thought it was like, we both had kind of had that be a pattern for us. And so it really felt like, okay, if we're going to be making out and like dating each other, uh... It's probably not a good idea to make it a big deal with our friends because if it doesn't work, then it will wreck everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, And I remember actually right before he kissed me for the very first time, he like whispered this. He said, I want to kiss you so badly, but I just have a feeling this is going to make everything really complicated. And... I'm pretty sure I just kissed him right after he said that. I was like, I don't care. Um, Which (laughs) I don't know what that says about me, but I guess I just felt like the complication would be worth it. So throughout the course of the dating and and under wraps, I think it really gave us a chance to kind of see each other in ways that like had no expectations from our external worlds or Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody, there was, we, we couldn't even, or not that we couldn't, we chose not to talk about it with anybody. So I think one difference in my other relationships was that especially in college and in those younger years, like part of the fun of going on dates and, and having those experiences is like coming home at night to your roommates and sharing about it or, or calling yes. your mom on the phone and, and telling her someone exciting that you're seeing or calling your, you know, friends and I don't know. I just felt like that was a big part of it for me. And I think removing that made us, you could argue, I mean, I don't know. I was going to actually use the word. It almost felt like it was, um, a bit of a vacuum, which I think sometimes is a negative Mm -hmm. description, like not, you can say that sometimes having a vacuum makes for not great relationships. Um, but for us, for some reason, I think it just removed outside, uh, influences. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of slowly, and we, and that's the other thing is we knew each other really well already because we'd been friends for at least maybe close to two years or so. So, um, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of the like, Oh, tell me about, I don't know. It just, we had, we got to skip the small talk, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Yeah. Um, And I kind of felt like I already knew his downsides and I think he knew mine in certain ways, you know, just the same way, you know, when your friends bug you and, and, and all of that. So I do remember when we had been dating for, um, I remember, We'd been dating for about eight months before he said he loved me. And I remember being really stubborn and, and to myself saying, or probably to my friends too, I, there's no way I'm going to say it first. Why that mattered to me? I have no idea, but it matters I, a lot of women. I can, I can assure yeah, you. So I don't know. It's so weird. Like yeah. I have no idea where that came from, but, um, and I had said it to other, uh, um, partners in the past, um, mm-hmm. uh, but he hadn't. And I think that's one of the reasons why maybe it took him a while or to me felt like a while. But what's funny is when he did finally say it, I remember I was like so exasperated. Like it was like, I waited so long when he said it. I think I almost like didn't even respond in the way that I would have wanted to, because I was like in my head, the, the, the sentiment was finally. Um, and I, I still am kind of like, I cringe at that. I didn't say that out loud, but I think I was kind of like, wow, I you know, I wasn't sure or, you know, something like, and I I told him that I loved him back. But what's funny is that he, I asked him, I said, when did you, I said, did you just, (laughs) this sounds so like weird, but I think I wanted to know the process for him. And I knew he had never said it to anybody. And that's why I was trying to be patient, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember wanting to know, like, how, how do you know you love me and how, how did that come about? And he said, I remember about About around the time that we came out to our friends, we'd been together for about two months secretly. And he said, that was when I realized that I love you. And I have just been afraid to say it ever since. And I remember for some reason. Oh, and then I said, why were you afraid? And he said, because I, I knew that if I said it and you didn't love me back, things would probably end. And I think that was the moment for me when I realized that he valued our relationship and valued me enough to even though it was probably against what I would have wanted to hear. Um, but even though he didn't know that, I think he, he kind of tempered his, um, his true feelings or he kind of held in his true feelings
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so that he could try to preserve what we had. I don't know if this is coming out right, but, I' um, yeah really put it into words before. And I remember feeling so valued in that moment and um, really just very cherished and thinking, I'm so glad that he did wait because this feels like a more special moment than if he would have blurted it out right then. And to be honest, if he would have blurted it out two months in, I guarantee it would have freaked me out enough to really um, possibly make me even wonder if it was the right relationship to be in. Because I don't think I was at that point two months in.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's a great how we met story. Thanks. I always think of it as being kind of run of the mill, but I guess. Well, it's um, what you brought up,
1: um, you know, dating within your friend group. That's actually something that a lot of my clients struggle with. They're like, I don't know how to handle it or what to do. So um, they'll love to hear. I know they're going to love this story. Oh, good. Um, I'm so glad. Yeah. I actually, this was just a question in my Facebook group the other day. Like, how do you, you know, date a friend or is it possible or what do you do? What if you do for a breakup or, um, you know, I guess the answer is date in secret. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only if it works. I mean, I think the other thing yeah. too is just that, um it almost like you, you definitely have to know the risks going into it. Cause I think like in that moment when he was like, this could make things really complicated, we both kind of acknowledged that like, yeah, this could end messy. And, um, but you know, of course choosing to love is all about taking that risk. And, um, I think the good news about our dating past is that because we both had, had multiple, you know, people that we dated, um, and, We had, we both experienced varying, um, varying levels of sadness when things ended and we both had been the person to break up with someone else, but also had been on the receiving end of a breakup. Mm -hmm. It just kind of, I think allowed us to, um, almost like to, to hold it with open hands with our palms up and just say like, yeah, it could make things complicated, but, um, I don't know, a lot of things worth loving are complicated. And so let's see mm-hmm. if it works out. And if it doesn't, then, you know, we've both been in situations where it hasn't worked out before. Yeah. And, and I don't know, it's worth, it really did feel worth the risk. And it totally, totally was.
1: Awesome. I love that. And I think that's a great note to end this, how we met story on. <laughs> and I know I asked you in episode 19 and you're on your favorite way to treat yourself, but I still ask on all my guests and I'll ask you again. So maybe you have a new way to treat yourself or a new uh, something of the season or whatever. So what
0: are you doing these days to treat yourself? I love that question. Obviously, (laughs) I'm all about lifestyle design and self-care. And again, another great question that I don't think people really ask me all that often. Um, Possibly the last time I was asked was episode 19. So, And what's funny is that I can't even remember what I said. So let's see (laughs) Um, I would say, um, oh, you know what? This is okay. So I have, I, for the last several years have been uh, an entrepreneur. I've worked for myself, Mm -hmm. um, whether it be, um, because I'm freelancing on projects or, you know, trying to run my own businesses and, as you can attest, and as many of your listeners probably understand, that it is uh, a lot of times it's about the hustle and there's a lot of hustle involved. But I, this summer, have been allowing myself space to and making space for myself to write without feeling bad about the amount of time that takes away from my work. And so, for instance, um, I've been journaling in the morning and normally I would journal. Uh, I've kind of gone through various phases of how important or not important that is to me. But normally I journal with like a set time period because then it's like, okay, when that's over, I really need to get to work. (laughs) Yeah. But starting my day that way is very important to me and I love to write. But this summer I I almost even feel like I have to lower my voice as if someone might (laughs) catch me for being so (laughs) indulgent. Um, I have been... Writing with no time constraint. And honestly, some days that looks like writing for almost two hours. Some oh. days that means writing for less than five minutes, which is less than my normal time period. So usually I do ten I try to do ten minutes no matter what, but it's like if I don't if I'm not feeling it, then I give myself the grace. Mm-hmm. And if I totally am feeling it, I I also give myself the grace. And sometimes that means rearranging a workout that I had scheduled or pushing back I mean obviously I'm not going to push back a client meeting or something that's actually on the calendar but um, I think it's just that flexibility and and b- because of it I truly believe the stuff that's coming out of um, my pen and splashing itself via ink onto the paper has <laughs> has been definitely some of my best work and I think it's just provided, a space for creativity and for um excitement about future projects and grace that I have not experienced up until I would say these past few weeks so that's kind of one way that I've been um enjoying the chance to treat myself well this summer awesome i love that i don't think that i've gotten an answer
1: like that before so really
0: i don't think so <sighs> She feels um, indulged because I always have a running to do list that is never finished, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's like, you know, there is a little bit of a guilty pleasure there, um, uh-huh. and uh, it's been, but it's been very life giving, so awesome. I'm excited. Uh,
1: yeah, I had Katie Delboat on my show. I don't think she's yes. writing.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe she did. Honestly, I don't remember. She's a huge. Oh my gosh, she's a huge inspiration to me. Oh, I love yeah. her book, Let It Out. And so anyone yeah. who's thinking about trying this or wants to like dabble in in those morning kind of um, moments, I would highly recommend grabbing her book. And she's. Yeah so special and and like I said she's been a huge encouragement on this path
1: yeah so. no no me too I've um, I even told her on the show that she was on the episode she was yeah. on with me that I was not much of a journaler until her book but it just gives me the structure
0: to, that I need totally. to to do it because otherwise I just like mm-hmm. I'm like I don't know I'm supposed to write here there, yeah <laughs> what I'm gonna write about. most of what I write is a prompt that I came up with myself that I mm-hmm. Um, just kind of use. Um, but then I also write prayers. I write stuff that I'm like just thinking about usually from the day before. Um, and yeah, it always comes out differently, but who knows? I always, I like, I, now I go through notebooks more quickly than I used to. And so I always <laughs> tell Gerard where I keep my notebooks. Like if anything happens to me, like if I'm on a plane and the plane goes down, go get the notebooks and give them to like people that will want to read any form of like, uh, I don't know, not that they're valuable in any way. I just feel like these words that are coming out of me, I don't want them to be, I'm not necessarily writing them for anyone, but I also feel like they're meant to be shared at some point. And so Mm -hmm. I'm always kind of like trying to find out, uh, what that means and what that looks like. And so that's, that'll be, be an interesting part of my story down the road, but who knows?
1: Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show again and sharing how you met Gerard. And um, for everyone listening, if you want to hear uh, more from Jesse and Gerard, I highly recommend their podcast, Marriage is Funny. I just drove from North Carolina, Texas, and I binged listened on season one because I
0: haven't listened to that one yet. (laughs) Yeah, I highly recommend starting from the beginning, which is so funny because most people start from the end and work their way backwards. But I think ours kind of listens like more of a narrative. Um, and so For I'm sure. so glad you got a chance to hear some of the beginning parts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I, had, I think I, had, um, started listening in season two. Season
0: two. Right.
1: And then, you know, when I listened back then like, I'm like, Oh, that's what that, what that reference was or whatever. <laughs> it's kind of funny? like friends. Like you have to start from the beginning to catch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, good point. Ooh. Oh my gosh. What a flattering. Like <laughs> comparison. Um so we actually are getting ready to start season three and it's gonna be awesome. um interesting to get back into the swing after taking a little bit of a slower summer and but we're very excited. We're actually going to record this weekend and then season three will start um the premiere is september seventh i believe it's a wednesday or maybe it's the sixth i can't remember but um yeah we're excited to get back into the groove and um we're excited to take another group of listeners on a getaway in october and um hopefully another season of the show will be encouraging and um both for us and for for our great love gang
1: I'm so excited to announce that the next live round of the date yourself challenge is right around the corner. This challenge delivers 10 daily dates for you to have with yourself. So you can start attracting the relationship you dream of into your life. Each challenge will be simple and take a few minutes to complete. If you do them, you won't be able to avoid having more fun dating and attracting higher quality men. Hundreds of women have gone through the challenge and I am blown away by their results. Women report feeling more like themselves than they have in years, more confidence, and a clearer vision of what their ideal relationship looks and feels like. So what does that translate to? Attracting higher quality men, going on great dates, and easily saying no to the relationships that just aren't right. And the best part? It's totally free. The next live round of the challenge starts Friday, September 9th. To join, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. After you join, you're going to get an email from me with all the info you need to succeed during the challenge. So the most important thing in that email is to join the private Facebook group. That's just for all the women doing the date yourself challenge. This is a safe place where you can share your daily dates, meet other like-minded women and get support from the entire community. And me again, the link to join is veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. I'll see you there.